When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the show. It's episode 285. It's March 15th, 2022. The NCAAs are just about upon us. We got another day to wait after today and, you know, and then it's Christmas time. So I'm super excited about that. I'm also super excited about our guest today. We've known him for a long time out in upstate New York with Journeyman Wrestling. It's Frank Papalizio. Frank, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, you bet. Are you? I, I we talked off camera. You asked me if I was going to Detroit. I said yes. Are you going yep. to Detroit? I didn't ask you. I am going to Detroit. Yeah, I'm going as a fan, which yep. is uh, different. You're going to be working like a dog, yeah. And you always are, but I get to finally relax a little bit and 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 watch uh, some great wrestling, like Christmas morning. Yeah, I, I you you run events. You got a club, right? You you work a lot too. Do you get to go to wrestling events and just relax like this very often? Not very often. So, yeah. um, you know, there's an ongoing uh, joke. Uh, I, I'm very friendly with Tom Scully from Adidas. Uh-huh. And every time I have an event, Tom is very supportive. And he, he sometimes, you know, Adidas is a sponsor. And they, he comes in and wants to visit. And I, uh, I have a hard time being able to do that. I'm just, you know, you're running an event. You're running a tournament. There's, there's no downtime. So this is... This is an exception to the rule. I get to be on the other side for once and uh, get to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, you've been hosting events. What was the first event you ever hosted? I remember the Sprawl and Brawl. I know there's German Duels, German Class. I don't know. I don't know what the first one was. It actually was a youth event. Um, it was like uh, it was like a pop and flow, but it wasn't called pop and flow there. Uh, it was a, a scrap and scramble, I think we called it. And we had no business doing it. We tried to do it automated and it worked. We did it through Wi-Fi. I don't know how we limped across the, the finish line, <laughs> but it was the beginning to um, the tournament game and our investment into, you know, using our, our software and our automated system to kind of get into that whole world, the paperless tournament. And I look back and I think, holy crap, was I, we were lucky to not implode. <laughs> There's, there's so many things that could go wrong. It's like, you know, driving a 747 jet and there's so many buttons and things to pay attention to. And uh, we just ran with it. It worked. I mean, was, was the goal to uh, originally and initially was the goal to turn it into something to get us today? Like, you, you know, obviously you put on a lot of events, you do a great job or was it, let's see how this goes and maybe do another one. It, it really wasn't a huge part of the vision. But I knew we had a void. There was a void. You go to tournaments and you'd wait around all day and it was torturous, right? And yeah, we've, of course. we've all been a part of that, especially at the youth level. It's just absolutely a torture experience. And the more we did, the more we, uh, we engaged, I, I should say, the more we started putting a focus on how do we make this efficient? 
and I, I connected with Sam Hazelton, who's a, uh, you know, a software guy. And he started looking at the mathematics um, and how we could, you know, bring it into a super efficient system. And it, that's exactly what we did. And then over time, we keep refining it. And uh, I think we, you know, we can run with the best of them and putting on a tournament now at this point. Absolutely. Um, so that first tournament, you know, like we, first of all, what year was that? Maybe you said it, but I, I didn't catch it. Do you know? Oh, oh, I have, it had to be at least 15, 18 years ago, like okay. 15 years ago, at least. I don't know. Five or something. I, it was, uh, it was something I didn't, I didn't make note of. Like, I don't, I don't have that date in my mind. Sure. Didn't leave an indelible mark. I'll put it to you that way. It was, <laughs> it was yeah. we're just happy to get it over with. Well, like you said, we limped across the line, right? So at that point, maybe you're not sure like this is going to, you know, turn into something or, or even be anything. Do you, was there a specific event where you remember being like, that went well, or that was yep. good? Yeah. What, what was it? Actually, I got the idea from um, Iron Horse. They used to have a tournament that was run every year, every fall. And he would do small round robins. He was uh, Gary out of um, yeah out of uh, New Jersey, Mas and Mas this tournament was yeah yeah. It was a very um, elite tournament. You had to be invited to go, and um, this was at a time where you guys had like the yellow ticket to qualify for. It had to be like Golden a flow ticket. major. Yes, right? wow, the wayback machine. Yeah. Keep going. Yep. Flow oh, major, and um, I was Ten. dying to become one of those flow majors. I, I, I said, I think, you know, I could create something, and it was a spinoff of what Gary was doing. I got to give him credit; he came up with the idea, and then I, I took it to more of a national format. And instead of just having New Jersey guys wrestling it with a handful of Pennsylvania and New York guys, I said, let's let's expand this and let's make it into a, um, you know, national caliber. Not that the guys from New Jersey weren't national caliber. They certainly were, but I'm saying let's grab guys from all over the country. And we did that. And then as it evolved, the tournament evolved, it obviously grabbed a lot of uh, attention, but we started to make more elaborate round robins. So instead of like a, a four man or a six man, it started to get into 10, 12, 14, 16. And now we're up to a 24 man round robin where you're not obviously wrestling everybody, yeah. <laughs> but you're guaranteed you're not out, right? You get Got five it. matches. So you're yep. never out. Yeah. And okay. it forces it's all meat and potatoes when you when you pre-qualify the yeah. group. So that that put that event, which was called the Fall Classic, and it, it still to this day happens that like the end of September or the first week in October, has become one of our meet marquee events and uh, it put us on the map It put us on the map, but it was the quest to become a flow major. That was, was the catalyst behind it. That that's yeah. Back in the day for sure. And I, I you know, I remember going to events with you and Joe and, and hazard and having a blast making stupid videos yep. and um, good time. <laughs> so, you know, you, you saw Gary's concept of New York, New Jersey, I think it was right. Top kids, small round yep. robins and you expanded it nationally yep. and i know you have the, like the journeyman uh the world classic coming up in early april i believe and i know you've done world not like world championship events but international events right where you where yes. you're taking you would take 
went to Italy. I know that was an international event, but you you brought international teams and groups here. Um, when did you start doing that? And was that well, just the I, next? Was that the obvious next step? It, it actually really stems all the way back to Miguel Liuzzi, the Italian the Italian coach, who's now I consider him a brother. Right? Mm-hmm. It, it goes back twenty years where Liuzzi was wrestling at the world championships. I think it was in, it was in New York city. Was it 2001 that the um, three, I believe three, maybe it was supposed okay. to be one. But then nine 11 happened. It was supposed to be one. And we had the world trade center yeah. nightmare. And then, and then it, you know, I think it parlayed into a couple of years later where it was there. Yeah. And that was yeah. the beginning of my relationship with him. And from there, um, we motivated each other. We started having, um, I brought him over here. He started teaching at our club. I started going over there. We started having uh, exchange, like international exchanges. And then we started building tournaments and competitions. And now we have what we call the World Classic. It's going to happen April 9th and 10th. And it's one of the biggest tournaments in the world, Uh, not from volume-wise, but the level of competition is spectacular. I think we had 20 countries coming this year. So it's, it's pretty um, robust, right? We got people from almost every continent <laughs> coming in minus Antarctica. How did it, how did it start or maybe when did it start? How big was it? And like, how has it evolved or grown over the years? And who are some of the big, big Americans who've come and maybe, maybe big foreigners who, who have competed in yeah. this? So we've had, uh, it started off more as like, we bring a single team in and then they are showcased. Like then right. we had, years ago where we had Austria come here and and then we needed to create some kind of competition for them and it was more local right it, it started off as a local uh had a local flair to it and then as as we started going over to Europe um it really became a thing um just the excitement of wrestling internationally and wrestling foreign guys and having the community kind of get around it where we made a, an event out of it. Uh, and I took that idea and tried to, I, look, I become passionate about it. I'm really, really passionate about the international style, especially for young people. We don't really get a lot of opportunities uh, for America to see international competition. In New York, we get to see Canada, but that's pretty much the extent of it, right? We're, we're close to the border up this way. And and thank God we do get that experience with Canada and, and vice versa. I think they appreciate the ability to wrestle, you know, guys from the States, mm-hmm. but beyond that, there's obstacles, right? It's too expensive to leave North America and, and to see some of these other countries. So um, unless you make a world team or a Pan Am team, you're not doing it. So this has been a goal of mine to kind of, Let's let's get this thing here domestically and create it. And hopefully guys would follow. Now, over the years, it's it's been slow going. It's right. People like freestyle, but they they get a little, you know, um, they get a little apprehensive in competing in it because it's different. Yeah. And then if they hear that there's world level guys coming in, they think it's it's over their head. But it hasn't been the case. Um, it really hasn't. We've had really good domestic guys that really don't have any big time accolades attached to their name, but maybe they're state place finishing guys out of New York, Jersey, Pennsylvania. Uh, and they get in there and they scrap with these guys and the foreigners love it. That's why they're coming here. 
They yeah. love the American style. They love how we get in your face. We're, we're forward, 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 pushing. Um, and we have a huge gas tanks. Um, and they come here to really get beat. They want to get beat. They want to get tested. So uh, it's a priority for us, obviously, to get Americans. And the better the Americans that we can get, uh, obviously, it helps the brand. But the brand of this tournament is huge in the world. It's bigger in the world than it is domestically. Uh, I'm, a, I'm the team leader for the United States cadets, or at least for the last couple of years. Yeah. And I've gone, you know, so every world championships I go there and it's awesome to see our, you know, a shirt. It, they're wearing the brand on the podium. <laughs> it's great. I mean, then they zip up obviously and put their, put their uh, country warm up on. But yeah. the fact that we're, we're viewed as um, a, a real legitimate tournament across the world is, uh, is exciting to me. Well, you know, I, I wish I had opportunities when I was in high school and maybe I would have thought the same way. Kyrgyzstan, uh, you know, like you throw a different country name out there. I might be like, no, like Greece, yeah. even, you know, you, I don't you even think know, it's, but I, I yeah, it's like, it, you need that opportunities. Yeah. And, and I think the one thing that happens is guys prove themselves wrong that they get in there and they're like, I don't know this guy, you know, he's a world team member from Kyrgyzstan or Kazakhstan. And we get in there and we're competitive. We are legitimately competitive almost all the time. Now, granted, there's some world level guys there that um, that'll put it on us, but it, it doesn't mean that we're not in the, in the fight and you pick up tricks, you know, you learn afterward, we have a three day camp that we're doing uh, and guys get the opportunity to learn from one another. Coach Jackson, Kevin, Kevin Jackson and Miguel Liuzzi, like I mentioned earlier, yeah. he, those guys are going to run the camp. So, it, look, we go back and I look at the names of the guys that have come through. Yanni, Yakmahalas, Arugia, um, Colton Schultz, uh, Kirkwood was there, um, McHenry. Uh, you, I mean, I, yeah. go, I go back and back. Um, we've had world-level guys you know, that have come through our system, uh, Aaron Brooks, these are, these are studs, right? These are studs and they don't, they didn't miss it. They didn't miss it. Well, and you know, to the point of like, you you tell a high school kid in the States, Kyrgyzstan, Kazakhstan, Russia, whoever is coming over here and they might be like, oh my gosh, but think about this. You go to the world championships every year and USA's, Russia usually wins. We did win a few years ago. We're usually two or three. We're really good. So you think We're about really a kid good. from Kyrgyzstan or a kid from Kazakhstan says, I got to go wrestle an American. He's thinking right. the same thing, right? Oh, right. America's really good at wrestling and they're going to yep. come forward and they're going to work hard. And they're going to beat on my head and I got to figure it out. Now, what I think is yep. cool about this, I didn't realize, I guess, I guess I had heard there was a camp attached. And I don't know that I absolutely knew that. I feel the camp would be more beneficial. And more enjoyable. I mean, everybody likes to compete, but right, you go out there, you're six minutes, or even if you're getting four or five matches, versus, hey, now I can wrestle with these foreigners for three days, and there's no pressure, okay. and I can stop and learn, and we can go over things, and and on top of that, like building relationships, you can have conversations with people who have a don't speak the same language, right? You can talk right. and communicate, and and my 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 experiences of going overseas. I've been blessed, right, with this job to, to do that a lot and have a lot of great experiences is that I wish everybody would get that experience because to, to meet people from different cultures and, and get to know them and, and understand to some degree how we're different, but 
really a lot the same. I think that's pretty awesome. I couldn't have said it better. You know, this morning I woke up uh, and we had a little bit of a victory here. Uh, Kyrgyzstan, the, the girls' team, received 12 visas. Awesome. That's really hard to do. It's not easy getting visas. So a huge part of my process is working in tandem with the State Department and congressmen that, that feel like they want to support this and are having dialogue with the embassies. Uh, it, it's a lot of work. And to get 12 visas, their entire team got that done is a real feather in our cap. Now, here's the, here's the best part about it. I wake up this morning and I get a direct message from the president of Kyrgyzstan's Wrestling Federation, who's actually coming on the trip to the thank Bruce us. Baumgartner, the Bruce Baumgartner of Kyrgyzstan wrestling. That's right. It's really, I mean, when you really put it like that, he's going to come, he's going to come to this event. Um, and it really affords us an opportunity to really build, forge a relationship where he, the first thing out of it that he wrote was we want to bring you guys over here. We want to bring America to our country and, and show you what we can do for you. And it, it goes back to what you're saying. It's really an awesome experience. Once, you, once you're tied into the wrestling world and you have that international experience, it's, it's unbelievable. It, I don't know. I've been bit by it. I've been real passionate about it because of those experiences that I've had in the past, like you articulated. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and the, the, the women, the men who, who grow up going overseas and continue to go overseas, they, they rave about it, right? And yep. even like, I went to Uzbekistan and that was a that was not a great place and I won't really have a reason to go back unless wrestling takes me there, but I'm glad I went. And right. I thought Kazakhstan was going to be the same way at the 2019 World Championship. Kazakhstan's awesome. It's nice. It's The food's amazing. Like, uh, Yeah, it was pre they're pr pretty affluent, right? So they yeah. have, they, as a matter of fact, we have over 20 guys from Kazakhstan coming in and five girls. That's so great. we have 25 competitors coming in from Kazakhstan. That's a huge, you know, they're they're bringing four world medalists with them. <laughs> world medalists. I mean, for us to have that opportunity, I think you're crazy. If you wrestle freestyle, I don't care at what level, you're crazy not to participate in this kind of a situation. And look, there's other countries there that, that aren't Kazakhstan, that aren't Uzbekistan and Kyrgyzstan, right? They're not one of the, the premier countries in the world. They're, you know, they're Italy. aspiring <laughs> countries. Like New Zealand is bringing some people. Cool. Um, they they have a different mission. They just want to be exposed to to it all, right? Yeah. And it they don't have a lot of opportunity when you're when you're from you know from New Zealand and you're in the Pacific. Um, but you know, guys from Bolivia, guys from Panama, guys from Peru, they they're in there. They're they're competing and they want this opportunity too. So there's different levels. Not everybody's a world beater. Let's just let me put it out there. Not every single guy that's coming here is a world beater, but we do have a lot of, there's a lot of competitiveness and it's coming. Yeah. So you said there's a, an event and then three days of yeah. camp. What does the, yeah. how, is the event one day, two days? What's the event look like? Tournament duels, so, how many matches are you getting? Yeah, the teams will arrive on this, on the 6th of April. Okay. Uh, then they'll get acclimated a little bit uh, and yeah. just get the, the cobwebs out. Uh, and then we wrestle on the ninth and 10th on the ninth, the boys go into an individual round Robin tournament on the 10th, the girls go. 
but we also have a dual meet competition to go with the girls. Uh, it's a boys dual meet, but they're wrestling on the same day as the girls. So it, one of the main attractions for the, the international guys is that we do round robins. They want matches, yeah. right? And we when you think of developmental, yeah, you can go 0 and 1, right? If you go internationally um, you, and you take a tough loss, you're done for the day. You're done for the, the entire tournament. You just right. go 0 and 1, yeah. which sounds crazy when you're spending a boatload of money to get somewhere and compete. So the way we have it set up, they're getting a bare minimum of four matches, maybe five. And then the next day, they're going to get another four. So within you know, two days, they're going to get nine matches. And that's a huge, huge selling point. So that's how that first part goes. And then, then they're going to go to New York City for a day uh, just to kind of see the city. And we bring them back and we go into a three-day camp. And that's how the international guys want to do it. They want to wrestle out of the gate and then have a relaxed atmosphere to learn, just like you talked about. They don't, they don't want to be uptight and show the guy, you know, what they got. They kind of want to get it out of the way first and then be able to learn from one another. Yeah. Cause nobody wants to, you want to do the hard part and then get it over with, you've said it and then be able to relax. You don't want to like come somewhere and go to this New York city, but maybe I'm cutting weight or maybe I'm getting ready to yeah. wrestle on a anxious and maybe this is my opponent potentially. So I don't want to I really mingle. You get that out of the way. You beat each other up. Hey, go look at, go it look works. at New York city. And we did it the other way before we would more of the American style, right? We would have them come in, grind through a camp. Oh, and then man. at the very end, we would wrestle in a tournament. It was, you know, quintessential American. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, now let's do this the other way. This is how we do it in the world. And we, we changed their thinking on it. They're, they're much more relaxed and, yeah, we have 125 at the moment. I got 125 people coming in. Uh, and that's that's just that's international guys. That's not including Canada. Um, I'm talking from abroad. And the, the tough part is I got more hitting me up right now. Just this morning, Australia hit me up, wants to bring a, a boatload of guys. And I just don't know if I can accommodate everybody because there's so many little logistics that you got to worry. I got to, I got to house them. We got to feed them. And then we have to transport them locally. So the buses, yeah. you know, you're, you're yeah. busing people back and forth and it's hard to feed 125 people at a time. Yeah. Unless you're, you know, unless you're in a school setting, um, which we're not. So we're, we're piecing it all together and we've gotten good at that. We're, it's not that it's uh it's over our head. It just, it becomes expensive. Yeah, it, I mean, it's expensive to, to put on. We'll probably spend between the camp and the tournament $75,000 to, uh, to, to do this. And, you know, um, it's not a, it's not a moneymaker. This is completely about passion. Uh, and, and it's something that's about benefiting the United States of America. That's the whole premise behind it. I've worked hard to fundraise. We got guys like Mark Ross from Oak Grove, uh, Bob Renee, Adidas and Rudis. Those guys are all helping to facilitate this, but I'm going to tell you straight out. It's not, it's not an easy lift. As a matter of fact, out of anything that I do of all the tournaments, college down to youth, this is by far the hardest. It, it's, I got seven, eight months worth of work already into it. And there's no guarantee people get those visas, but we're on a, we got a good track record at the moment. 
as far as Americans go, right? Are you selecting people? Are people contacting you? Who who gets to wrestle and how is that determined? Well, it's a great question. Uh, in the past, uh, we've had the the benefit of having Kevin Jackson on staff for USA Wrestling, right? Or he's technically was the developmental coach for yep. the cadets. And he would, he'd reach out and say to the, maybe the top two guys in each weight, you got to be there. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he's moved on. He's at Michigan, right? And yeah. he's preoccupied at the moment. So we have a little bit of a void. Um, just this morning, I hit up Bill Zadok and said, you know, we got to figure it out. We got to get guys from the United States here. Um, at least the top two guys, at least that and the top girls, right? I don't want to leave the girls. The girls, I'll tell you what, the girls come to scrap. Um, and we've gotten right now, just to, as a sidebar, we've got Hungary, we've got uh, Austria, Switzerland, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, and Norway bringing girls. Um, yeah. Most of them are world level. They've, they've either placed in their continental championships or at the world championships. So we're dealing with a really good level. Um, we don't have as many girls as we're going to have guys, but it's the first year that we're doing uh, the uh, providing the opportunity to have a girls division. Now, that being said, to go back to it, we need, we need people to step up. And if anybody's going to the world team trials, how do you not, how would you not be here? These are the same guys. If you, if you do win, these are the same guys you're going to see. It's the same guy. Look, every year I go to the tournament, and as well as we do, we get bit in the ass by somebody that was at my tournament, right? And we didn't get the opportunity to see when they were here in the United States in April. One of the guys maybe may have skipped the tournament, and we get bit. We get bit by that guy, and he was here. I'll tell you, the last time we did this, we had um, Polides from Greece here. He's He won the last chance qualifier that prevented Jordan Oliver from, from going to, um, to the Olympics. I mean, that's the level. That was one of the guys that was <laughs> wrestling at, in our event. Now, he got into it. Chittam got to wrestle him. And they got into an all-out fight. They started punching each other pretty good. Um, <laughs> it's like, a, Chittum, like a, Chittum got a good feel for him. And he's like Chittum the uh, who's that guy? It's like when you see a dust bowl going like this, and you see arms and legs punching out in the cartoons. That's, That's what I think of when I see Chittum wrestle. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I talked to Chittum's dad. He says he's going to be a part of it too this year. Sweet. So, um, you know, it's, I'm just saying that there's high end. There's some high end guys here. We need. We need the United States cadets and, for that matter, young juniors, right? When I say cadet junior, I'm talking about the UWW uh, portion of it. Hey, and there's one other thing that, that USA Wrestling, Rich Bender in particular, helped us secure a victory. We don't need a UWW license for, for our cadets. That was huge. Uh, yeah. That was also a barrier, right? I think it's like a $100 bill or $125 bill to get that license if you wrestled in a, a tournament that had more than three international teams. So we don't need that. We don't, we got that waived, which is a huge feather in our cap, you know, just from a financial standpoint. Sure. It, let, let's say there's a kid sitting at home watching this or listening to this and they, and they do want to come, but 
yeah. have been contacted. Is there is there a way to reach out or something they can do? Yeah, like, just, hey, just hit us up on journeymanwrestling.com. Uh, right when you go to the front page of the website, that's what it is. It's just like, hey, I want to register for this. Uh, we're it's pretty in your face. We're I I guess I'm I'm calling people out. If you wrestle freestyle and you think you're going to go to the world team trials, how do you not participate in this? I, I have a problem with it. I, I think it's kind of to a certain degree, it's, it's almost, um, and maybe people are delusional. They just don't know. They just don't understand it. Um, and, and maybe it's my fault for not being able to, to properly market it, um, to them because, um, we got decent numbers, but, I, I would hope that I'm overwhelmed with the amount of people that want to wrestle internationally, um, especially knowing that if you're trying to make a world team, you get a shot at one of these guys. Um, yeah. You know, we got, again, 20 countries. Figure it out, right? Figure it out. I can't, I can't think of opportunities. We, we I hear had. things. Yep. We, we hear things. Sorry to interrupt there. But okay. We hear things <laughs> like, um, yeah, it's expensive to get to New York. <laughs> How much do you think it costs to get? From Kyrgyzstan, it's a it's a thirteen hour flight. Yeah, you know, these guys are paying a grand and you know fifteen hundred dollars a plane ticket to come here. So yeah. you can't you can't use that one on me. You can't <laughs> use it's expensive to get to New York. But, well, let's get to New York. Let's get as many people as we can um, and get some international wrestling at a younger age, right? And even if you're not, even if you're going to go there and and maybe you lose, if your ultimate goal is to be Olympic champion, which a lot of kids is like, you got to start. So you got to get out there and put yourself out. So I, I think, I think it's an awesome event you got going on, Frank. And I hope um, a lot of kids take this opportunity because it is an opportunity to, to see international competition, feel the different feels, you know, cause we all talk about this international feel and not everybody wrestles like an American. In fact, most people don't. So if you want to right. compete internationally, you need to get as many fields as possible. Now, it is NCAA week as well. I want to talk some NCAA wrestling. Um, yep. Well, okay, we, we were talking freestyle, right? We were talking freestyle this whole time. We're going to talk at least a little folk style. The old folk style freestyle debate, Frank, do you have a preference? Um, I, I love folk style. I do. And I have become much more in love with freestyle in its modern the, the most modern um, edition of it. Yeah. Uh, I like the three minute periods. Uh, I like that there's an element of conditioning involved in it. It mimics um, our folk style to a certain degree. Uh, and I do like the, the feet, you know, I like wrestling on our feet and, yeah. and it puts an emphasis on that. So I'm, I'm kind of split now. I used to be really heavy folk style, really heavy. As a matter of fact, I got, I got really criticized early on in our club from our club standpoint that we, we didn't embrace freestyle. Well, now after, you know, after Virginia beach, we convert completely over to freestyle. And, and so we're all in, we're all in. So I I'm putting my money where my mouth is on that one. I, I couldn't agree more. I coached high school folk style, obviously before I started working here and folk style guy my whole life, did you know, a little freestyle wrestled some, at Fargo, not do great, but some of the little bit of the freestyle circuit in the summer. But I was all folk style when I was coaching. It was like folk style. And I loved it. And I loved the scrambling. And I loved grinding. And but man, I have come to love freestyle more. 
it's it's and maybe it's the modern era. You're getting rid of the ball draw. You change the rules like you kind of implied. Um, it's 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 faster. I think on the mat, the action's faster, and the matches happen in a shorter time. They, right? They, yep. they they happen more quickly. Um, and 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 I do appreciate how tough it is to hold somebody down and to ride somebody and all that. But from a spectator point of point of view, for me, freestyle is ten times more exciting um, and more entertaining and appealing. Um, so. I've come full it's circle. It's gotten there, right? It's, yeah. it's kind of really, it's really evolved into that. You go back to the era when we were growing, you know, grabbing the the, the bag and looking for yeah. the ball. It was torture. It was absolutely Terrible. torture to watch. And we we killed ourselves over it, right? I mean, yeah. essentially, the sport really suffered. But some of that, some of what makes us great on the international circuit is the, the stuff that we get out of folk style. And that ability to grind and and be tough, uh, I think it it translates over. Uh, so there's there's benefits obviously from it. Sure. Okay. NCAA's. You've been to the NCAA tournament, obviously. Do you remember your first time going? And maybe who won a certain weight class, or any story, or who won the team, or, or what do you remember? What year? Do you, do you rem- know what year it was, and what do you remember? Yeah, I remember my brother. Pat was getting recruited and he was, he signed with Oklahoma state. And so it was the, his senior year in high school, we went to go watch the NCAA tournament. I don't remember where it was, but I knew it, it was, it was his before he went to, to be a freshman at uh, Oklahoma state. What year did Pat so, graduate? Do you know? I think he was 96. Okay, so I'll it had to up. be, you know, I think it was, did he graduate high school in 96, something like that? No. All right. I, that sounds about right. So, yeah. So he was, you know, he was really the the thing that pulled us. He was the magnet of getting into watching that. And I got to be, I'll be up front with you. I don't think I've missed it since. Um, I, I've, I go every year. I go every year. It's like a pilgrimage for me. Yeah. Um, same. And I remember, I remember being in, um, like, it used to be done at schools. Yeah, 96 you know, the, was in Minnesota, it said. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but yeah. go ahead, keep going. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, after a while, it's a blur, right? Yeah. I, I, I've never missed one, right? I keep going to every single year. Uh, and it's it, it's really, a, I don't know if there's a more exciting event for me. Like, I, I love it. I love going to that, being in that atmosphere and seeing the the loyalty of the, the fan base to those to those guys that are battling out down below and the battle for the team race. It's, it's incredible. And it's tough for me because I work a lot with the, with the different college coaches. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm partial to a lot of them. I really, I really love to see successes and, and individual successes too. You know, you're working behind the scenes with these guys and you see how hard they're working at it. And you want to see, you just want to see success for everybody. And unfortunately it's unforgiving there. People, Brutal. It is absolutely, you see people, <laughs> their lives get, and I don't mean to laugh about it, but it, it's, um, it's like everything comes down to this and it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be, it, it shouldn't be that um, scrutinized, I guess, uh, of success. You know, how does it weigh? Uh, because there are so many, there's so many little battles that occur just to even get there. And, yeah. and these guys are building uh they're building programs. They're building people. They do a good job. 
mo- mo- almost all the coaches that I've had the opportunity to work with, they know that, you know, and just that those three days are really tough though. Yeah. I've had the opportunity maybe three or four times to like embed myself with a different team at the NCAAs. And then, and that at that point, cause I don't really care who wins or loses. Right. That's like, that's not my, my job is to get the interviews and cover the event and tell the stories. But when you're like in the van and in the hotel and, and like embedded with the team, you're kind of like feeling what they're feeling and, and you see it and man, it, it you know, a lot of times we're pulling the coach to the side in between rounds or asking the coach a lot of questions as to not bother the athletes, but you feel the tugs and the highs and the lows and the roller coaster that and the unforgiving that that yeah. that tournament can be. And um I'm just super stoked to to get there this weekend. Yeah, the- you know, the the one thing I get out of that is that the highest of the highs don't compare to the lowest of the lows. They get crushed. Crushed. <laughs> it really I is. I remember the year, the year my brother's team knocked off Iowa and Oklahoma State in the same in the same year, right? And then so he's rolling into the NCAA tournament feeling like a superstar. And I think they the one round there is like every guy lost. Every guy got wiped out. And uh it was in New York City. That right? was, was, I was it, with them. That's that I was with NC State that year. And I was yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. It was like, and how how did he react? You know, I mean, it was, I, you it know, was on. Uh, I was looking for him on the on the side of those skyscrapers. I didn't. <laughs> I mean, it was rough. It was rough, but it it calluses you up, right? Yeah. It, and as as time goes on, I mean, ask any of those guys that have been in that position. They've they get calloused because it is an unforgiving environment, and uh, it you know it. It either is going to make you stronger or it kind of washes you out. And and to the point of it's never enough, right? Because another year I was embedded with Missouri and they had a shot at the title mathematically and, and, and they lost like three matches in the semis at Ohio State. And Ohio State won. I think Missouri ended up third or fourth. But they're like disappointed with the trophy, yep. right? Pat's going for the trophy. He doesn't get it. He's disappointed. It's like and, – and, and soon enough, Pat's going to get a trophy and he's going to be disappointed. And it's yeah. just gonna be like. Yeah, not listen, a- I I say it to him, all those guys. If you bring home a trophy, it is so incredibly difficult to do. It's what it's. And if you look back and how many actual teams, I'd I'd like to statistically look at it. How many 20, teams brought back maybe? trophies ever? Ever twenty, maybe over twenty, but I don't know. Yeah, but not not many. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not many. It's just it's really hard to do, and it's this. You know, the same traditional programs are just kind of jockeying for position in there. And if you can be one of those from the outside, you know, jumping in, it's, you know, like you think about Flynn with Edinburgh getting a trophy. Yeah. Holy amazing. smokes. I mean, that's amazing. It, it, I, I know I, I, it's a little bit out of my territory to talk about expertise in that area. But I I just I look at that kind of stuff and I'm. I really, uh, I'm in awe over the ability to kind of step up to that level. Awesome. Okay. Um, uh, last thing about NCAAs, is there anything you're looking forward to? Is there any specifics or anything in particular you're looking forward to this this weekend in, in Detroit? I just like, like I said, I work a lot with these guys overall. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, a, a smaller scale than you, but I get to work with them. I put on some events and they're at them. I, I'd like to see individual successes, um, guys that I have, built a relationship with and see them 
succeed. Uh, that's, that's important. So, sure. all right. All right. Winding, winding down here, but we got a, we got a little game we call sweat it out. Um, it's five oh, questions boy. designed to make you sweat. Kyle Klingman usually does this portion. Kyle's en route to Detroit right now. So he sent me some questions. I'm going to, there's some challenging ones in here. Um, I don't. So I don't know a lot about anything, so it's going to get ugly. We're hoping to. We're hoping to stump you, Frank. And sometimes there's a theme. Uh, we'll see if he can pick up on it. But um... okay, number one. What was the first city to reach one million people globally? First city, is it Beijing? No. Well, what is it? Um, you've probably been there. That's not a great hint. And, and New, York, probably, New York City. Your family's from not far from there, if not right there. Rome. I counted it right, even though you got it wrong first. But okay. Holy crap! I didn't know that. One thirty-three BC. This is according to Kyle. A million people that's back happened. then. I didn't know it was a million. Who's people verifying that? By the way, did they have a census done? That's a great question. <laughs> you just <laughs> checked in online. There was an app for it um holy smokes yeah i yeah, yeah who knows how they did right um okay number two dan gable's favorite movie is it's a wonderful life who directed that movie it's a wonderful life um uh italian director now you get my right there's a theme but yeah uh, that's, at least so far begins with a b uh b uh is it ben benigni um not a B. No, my off. What is it? First name's Frank. It's a wonderful life. Maybe I'm thinking of the Italian. Um, life is beautiful. I'm thinking life is beautiful. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Frank Capra. Nope. Don't know. I was the going Italian. with life is beautiful. Italian movie. Um. All right. Number three. We're gonna skip number three because it's too easy. Number four. What? I'm gonna need an easy one. I'm, I'm striking out. <laughs> We'll decide whether or not to insert it at the end here. What North Carolina State wrestler won the NCAA championship as an unseated true freshman? These are these are hard questions. Maybe I'll throw is that it tab, Is it Tab Thacker? No, I never heard of this guy. I, did I say unseated? Only... It's unseated. I don't know if I said unseated or undefeated. Unseated. Was Tab seated? He was a big know. guy. So in 1980... At 167 pounds, Wait. I doubt that helps. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Matt Reese, Rice, R E I S. Matt Reese, Matt Reese is an official now. He's actually okay. worked pop and flow. There you go. I bet I'd know him if I saw him. I, I didn't. Oh, he, I didn't realize he was a 57 pounder. 67 back then. 67. Which I guess would be yeah. 74. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a good guy. Um, oh, I didn't I didn't realize he was unseated. Okay, well, you're over three, so I don't think we've ever had anybody go for five. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> you could be on your way. Um, in 1861. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh. In 1861, the term for carbonated water with flavored syrups was coined. What was that term? Say that again. It was a. It, it, the term for seltzer? carbonated water. With flavored syrup. So what? What? Right? There's a there's a term for something carbonated water with flavored syrup. Is it seltzer? No. Um, no. 
Now, now, what's carbonated water with syrup? You know, like what is that? If you think about it, soda. Yeah, but what's the what's the pop? Boom. Soda pop. Pop. Get it? Last name pop. The one answer was Frank. Got yeah. a, a. Oh, is this what is that? I didn't realize. He's got was an a, Italian uh, one in there. He's got an NC State. Like. Yeah, I'm I'm struggling. Yeah. I'm okay. Struggling. Then I'll I'll go back to number three, which I was like, are you kidding me? What's this my like, name? Frank Papalizio. That's probably <laughs> where we need to go. <laughs> well, okay. Number 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 three. What major music festival was held in downstate New York in 1969? Now, this is what he wrote as the question. One of the question, one of the words in this seemed weird to me, but I, yeah, go ahead. Um. Well, I just went totally blank. Wood. Um. Woodstock. There, is it downstate? It. He called. He called it. He called it downstate. Is there such a yeah, thing? Wood, Woodstock is is downstate from me. So that's what that means from you. But is it anything past New York City, like kind of upstate? Yeah, they 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 like to say that, but but if you live in upstate, that Socrates is downstate. That's right, Socrates. Okay. We had a guy from our club from Socrates named Dennis Bermudez, who fought, the, fought UFC? the UFC. Yeah, I think you yeah. wanted me to wrestle him at at one of your tournaments. I was like, get out of here. <laughs> he wrestled. Uh, what's his name there? Um, was it, Fra- Gray, was it Gray, um, Gray Maynard? I was there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Gray put a hammer on him, though. Yeah, well, Gray's. Yeah, Gray was tough. And he was big too. All American. But I think I think Bermuda's fought forty five and Gray fought fifty five, so not that, yeah. not that much difference. But um, yeah. okay. Well, sweet, you went one for five, so congratulations. I feel like a champion by heart. You know, we'll give we'll give uh, Klingman big props on coming up with some tough questions for you. So I appreciate that. And um, man, it's been a great time talking. I'm, I'm excited about the, the Journeyman World Classic and the duels. I think it's just a fantastic event. It really sounds Thank cool. You. And it's not just an event. It's like, um, it's not a festival. It's almost like camp. Like not just yep. a wrestling camp, but like a, a camp experience, right? Like it's an experience. You get to compete and you get to train and, and you go to New York City and, and, and spend time with... You know, if you go to camp, you go away from your your neighborhood. You're with people you don't normally be with. This is like an international style version of that. So, very cool. Frank. As- Askren's group, Askren's group's coming in for that. They're gonna they're gonna stay for the I think the duration. So. Oh, cool. Here, man, yep. that's fantastic. So, yep. that's gonna do it. Hopefully, I get to run into you in Detroit. Um, but is there anything we're gonna give you the final word? Anything you want to say about anything, Frank? You have the floor. It's time for America to step up. Let's go. I'm calling you out. You got to get in there and and scrap with the international guys. And thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely, Frank. Thanks so much. Uh, I'll catch you in Detroit. First beer's on you. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks, man. See you later. You got it. I'm I'm on. You're the man. I appreciate it. All right. All right, folks. Frank Papalizio, as always, uh, an awesome, entertaining guest. We really appreciate him coming on. And that's going to do it. That's going to do it for this week's show. I'll be traveling out to Detroit tomorrow, so no show. Uh, we'll pick up next week. Hopefully, we'll get some NCAA champs on yet. We can't ask them to come on because we don't know who they are. But uh, we're going to get some some people who compete in the tournament this week on the show next week and some people who place and hopefully some champions and or some coaches. So uh, that's going to do it for Frank Pop. I'm Mark Bader. Thanks so much. Uh, hopefully we'll see you in Detroit. Goodbye. <laughs>